How do you like to start your day? I used to be fairly haphazard, checking my email and kind of poking around, but now I make sure to get started 40 minutes before the rest of the house gets moving, and I have a specific routine I go through. I have some great apps and tools I use to make it happen, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But before we get into that, this is A Brighter Web, episode number 10, brought to you by all of us at Green Melon, which includes me, Mickey Melon, and some of my awesome coworkers and friends that you'll hear in future episodes. Our goal with this podcast is to share news, products, and ideas with you so we can all make the web a brighter place to be. These might be actual web tips, talking about strategy, WordPress plugins, and UX, or about productivity ideas to help you get more done and free up your time to do great things. We also want to thank our sponsor, ClickHost.com. ClickHost provides top-rate web hosting at prices as low as $5 a month. Visit ClickHost.com ABW for an exclusive 20% off discount for listeners of a brighter web. Today we'll talk more about tools for a good morning routine, the most expensive keywords and AdWords, the new Data Never Sleeps chart, and lots of little changes that Google's made in the past week. Let's dig in. Today is the first day of school here in Georgia. Yes, July 31st is the first day of school. Our family tends to like it. We get out earlier in the year and have many more breaks during the year, but that's not the point of what I'm trying to say here. Over the past few weeks, I've worked hard to set up a new morning routine that I was going to start today, and today's been the first day of it. I've been kind of privately beta testing it with myself the past couple weeks and fine tuning, and I feel like I have a pretty good setup, so I thought I'd share it here. It's really about a 40 minute routine I go through each morning, and I use a couple apps to help me out. The first is an app called Tiny Gain that helps me keep everything on track. It's available for iOS and Android. I actually found it because there's a great iOS only app called Morning Routine that's not available on Android, and Tiny Gain seemed to be the best alternative, and actually, I like it a bit better. The way I go through now is I do a quick check of my email just to make sure there's no fires in there. I keep my inbox at zero every night, so there's really not a whole lot there in the morning other than some junk to clean out, but I can make sure there's no fires before I dig into my actual routine. From there, I have various questions through TinyGain. I use a few other sets that people have made in TinyGain that you can share with one another. A few that have some power questions to help you frame your day, such as think of three things that would make today great, just to kind of get that in your mind. Then I catch up on Feedly and read through all the stories in there. I have a read through the Bible in a year book I'm working through each day. It's a quick reading from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament, Psalm and Proverbs. So I spend about 10 minutes on that. Then I work through Brainscape for about 10 minutes. Because Brainscape's open-ended, I use a timer inside of TinyGain to limit me to 10 minutes on that. Then I work through my close entries we talked about before. That's close, C-L-O-Z-E. Then I look on Facebook and LinkedIn for any birthdays or other special wishes I want to put out to people. Then I spend a few minutes just going through my other social networks, just seeing what's going on, leaving a few comments, interacting with a few folks, and then moving on with my day. Lots of details over at mickmel.com, and I'll have a link to that post in the show notes. We all know AdWords can get quite expensive, and Search Engine Journal just posted a list of the 25 most expensive keywords in AdWords. thought it was interesting. I have a link in the show notes, but the top five, just if you're curious what they are without having to dig in, is asset management is number five, like annuities and those sorts of keywords at an average of $49.86 per click. Wow. These are big numbers. Lawyers are next at $54.86 a click. Casinos at $55.48 per click. Bail bonds at $58.48 a click. And then the top one you may have guessed is just various business services that average out at $58.64 a click. So if you're going to do AdWords on some of those, it's very competitive and you better have your calls to action stuff real tight on your homepage. You're going to be spending nearly $60 per click to get people there. But the full article on Search Engine Journal is linked in our show notes so you can check it out for yourself. You've probably seen the chart before that says what happens in one minute on the internet. It's, It's called the Data Never Sleeps Report and the new version of that just came out. It's worth checking out. A few interesting ones are that YouTube users watch 4.1 million videos per minute, which is insane, and that 456,000 tweets are sent every minute. 
I remember back in the early days of Twitter, they had a front page where you could view all the tweets as they went by. And I was amazed how fast it was because when you refreshed, there were already like six more. Now there are 7,600 tweets a second that go by, so it's a little harder to keep up. But that full chart with lots of great insights, we have a link to in our show notes. Lots of other Google news to go through, so I'm just going to kind of run through this fairly quickly. If any of these interest you, we'll have links in our show notes without wasting too much of your time diving deep into each one, just because there's quite a few little things to hit. To start, Google has added a questions and answers box to the local panel that some users are seeing. This is when you search for a business and it has the business info on the right. They'll ask you some questions about that business that some of you may see in Google Maps from time to time, like do they serve alcohol here? Is it child friendly? Those sorts of things. So that'll be kind of interesting as they slowly roll that out just to make their map data that much more accurate for people to use. We've talked about before that on average, 50% of the results on page one of a Google search are HTTPS. And that works out to, according to a study from Search Engine Roundtable, 99% of all page one results from Google have at least one HTTPS result in there. You really need to have your site secure these days. And again, it should be free if you're on a decent host. So get your site secure because more and more of Google is showing up as secure. And if you're not there, you're going to start missing out. Google is testing a new design for image search results. If you use Google's image search, you know how that looks. They're changing it a little bit. Right now, when you click on an item, it kind of pushes the rest of the results above and below and kind of focuses on that one item in the middle. Instead, it looks like it'll bring it up in an overlay, which is a little bit different, not necessarily better or worse, but if you use Google Image Search a lot, uh, be in for a little surprise here in the coming weeks as they start to roll that out. Another one that I find interesting is Google starting to roll out carousel-based site links. So this is when you see a site and it has additional links to that site in there. Instead of listing them below, it's gonna put them side by side in a little carousel you can swipe through. Seems a bit user unintuitive, but on mobile, people are used to that kind of swiping, so perhaps it'll work out pretty well. Another little change Google's made is if you see the people also search for box when you're searching, it'll, you do a search and at the bottom say, hey, people also search for these things. Google's starting to add some logos to that box. Only big brands for now, and Google's not announced how it's gonna roll out, but I would suspect that if they add smaller companies later, which presumably they will, the logos will be based on the data inside of their Google My Business account. So make sure if you have a business with a brick and mortar presence, you have your Google My Business squared away for that and many other reasons. A little thing that some of you may not have noticed, but Google's instant search is dead. This is where when you start searching in Google, the results would come up immediately as you were typing and they've gotten rid of that. It seems a lot of people didn't notice because people didn't use it that often. The big reason for that though is because instant search was only on desktop and Google's really pushing to unify the desktop and mobile experience. So taking that off of desktop makes them match. Another change Google's testing is auto-playing videos in the search results. They're just testing this on a small scale right now, but the tests they're doing have videos playing audio and video instantly in the search results, which seems very un-Google-like, very user-unfriendly and something we always suggest you never do is have auto-playing video on a site. I don't suspect they'll go very far with it, but Google's the kind of company that likes to test everything, so they're certainly testing this out to see what the reaction is and what the click-through rates are and those sorts of things. So it'll be interesting to see if they ever share any data from that. A little change some of you may notice, if you do a dictionary search on Google, which typically means searching for one word and Google assumes you want a dictionary definition of it, they've added a few things to that. One is that the result of your dictionary search now is a search box you can dig deeper, and it also has a history of other recent words you searched for. So if you do a lot of those kind of searches, it's a couple little features that could make things better. Lastly, Google's adding SOS alerts to search and to maps. So this means that if Google knows you're near an incident and they typically know where you are, and of course they know where incidents are, they'll automatically provide maps, stories about the incident, local information from authorities, and those sorts of things 
on Google itself and also in Google Maps. So this is not too much unlike what Facebook's already doing and certainly is a good thing for everyone involved in that type of situation. And lastly, for our tip of the week, as we often do, the tip goes back to the top story. I've set up this morning routine and I'm really liking how it's helping me get focused and make sure I knock out some of the items that sometimes get left behind each day, you know, digging into Feedly or running through Brainscape or getting on social media just to wish happy birthday to my friends. I encourage you to look at your morning routine and see if you can't add a bit of structure to it, either using the tools I said or just having a piece of paper or somehow just getting a focused morning routine as I think it can make a big difference for you. And that's all we have for this week. You can find me on Twitter at MickMel, M-I-C-K-M-E-L, or learn lots more at GreenMelonMedia.com. You can find out more about the podcast, including show notes and links at abrighterweb.com or on Facebook or Twitter at abrighterweb. If you're in the Atlanta area, come check out our meetup held three times each month. And if you're not in the Atlanta area, we post recaps on the site soon after each meetup. Either way, you can learn more about that at abrighterweb.com meetup. Thanks for listening. <laughs>